0: Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 144. Um, yeah, this is another kind of normal episode. Pretty good mix of stuff going on on this one. Uh, and then I do have the themed episode ready to go for 145. I had some uh, good suggestions and I think I put together a pretty good one. Um, yeah. I wasn't really feeling it tonight Normal I mean I'm always excited to do the podcasts and to you know assemble the podcast and stuff like that but just when it comes to the actual push record and talk I just wasn't feeling it tonight but uh, forced myself to do it and I'm glad I did because I'm already feeling pretty good about it <laughs> so we're going to Bergen Norway here to start things off a band that I've played pretty recently actually uh, it's Immortal. They existed from 91 to 2003 and then had a little bit of a hiatus and then regrouped in 06 and have been more or less going ever since. Um, of course, they released uh, Northern Chaos Gods in 2018, which was kind of the big return, um, having Demona's on vocals and playing guitar again, um, and then had Peter from Hypocrisy, who was also the producer. He played bass and Horg on drums, and it was an excellent album, um, kind of a good return to form. I never really lost their form, but it was a good, like, kind of harkened back to some of the, uh, the older albums with a few of the songs. Uh, but for the most part, it kind of uh, holds steady with what they've been doing for the last, you know, several records, which was just kind of um, very epic, kind of uh, Bathory worship, and there's nothing wrong with that. And this one is kinda of the same way. This new album's called War Against All. It came out on May 26th through Nuclear Blast. And that's album number ten. So there was a five year gap in between Northern Chaos Gods and this one. Um, so Horg is no longer there, so now it's just Demon Oz and um, it had uh, old Ice Dale from uh, from Enslaved playing bass on this one and the drummer from Gauls veered is doing the drums and he did a good job but man I miss Horg he just has his own style that's very straightforward but just so solid and um, I, I just he's missed for me on this new album but um, this is kinda of the same formula as Northern Chaos Gods where there's a couple of songs that really kind of harken back to the old days uh, but for the most part it's kinda of still reminiscent of you know more modern immortal records and uh, just kinda of going at this kind of uh, Mid pace, you know, kind of epic vibe, but it's a great album. Uh, the only really hiccup on it for me is the uh, instrumental called Nordlandir, and that one it's not bad, but it's just too long and it doesn't really go anywhere. Like if you're gonna have an instrumental, it's gotta stay interesting. If you don't have the vocals, you know, holding people's attention, and it just doesn't stay interesting to me. Uh, it kind of loses momentum for the record there. But um, but the one I'm about to play is uh, my favorite off of the record I would say. I mean the title track is pretty cool uh, but this one's my favorite. Um, it starts off with this riff that is very reminiscent of uh, the song Cursed Realms of the Winter Demons um, just in the way it's structured and everything. That, that song's off of Battles in the North which I love. Um, so the opening riff is kind of uh, reminiscent of that and then it kind of uh, stops which I wish it would have kind of stayed the course, you know, uh, with kind of the uh the mood that was set with that opening riff, but it kinda of stops and goes into more of a uh you know, a mid mid paced, um more epic feel, you know, for most of the song and it's really cool. It's still a really good song. Um, but then yeah, at the at the very end it kinda of goes back into that uh that riff that it opened with again and I just love that riff. It's definitely one of the standout uh moments of the record for me, but um But yeah, I dig the album. So here we go, off of the new record War Against All, this is Immortal with No Sun. we go that was immortal with no sun off of war against all uh yeah love that riff that opening riff and that closing riff and even the one that comes after that opening section like when it first kind of comes into the verse that sounds really reminiscent of something that would have been on uh pure holocaust like one of the slower uh sections f- um from that album like uh the sun no longer rises i think has uh, some riffs that are kind of similar to that but um, so yeah it's kind of cool to hear some of those older sounding Uh, riffs kind of peppered in throughout the album Uh, all right we're going to toronto canada here this is a four piece that's been going since 2015 that's tomb mold i always have to kind of make a little space there otherwise it just sounds like one word tomb mold um but yeah i really really enjoyed their second album was when i first heard them and then they released the third album uh, called planetary clairvoyance in july of 2019 through 20 Buck spin And that, uh, to me, was a phenomenal album. I love the cover art, love the production. The songs themselves uh, just keep getting better from album to album. But they haven't done anything since. And um, I actually just saw... It was funny, like, because I I went back into their catalog to kind of listen back to some of this stuff, because it's been a while and I haven't heard anything from them in a long time. And no sooner did I listen to Planetary Clairvoyance and decide, oh, I'm going to play something on the next episode they just posted something the other day like they ha- I haven't seen them post anything in a while and they just posted something the other day that they're like working on new material but they're playing uh... some festival or something coming up and they're gonna play um, their second album which the name is escaping me for some reason but it's a great record but yeah they're they're playing uh... that album in its entirety due to uh... it being an anniversary of some sort of, uh, of when it came out so Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm happy to hear that they're still kind of active and working on new stuff and and all that. So hopefully they'll release something within the next year, you know, because they're a good band. Um, But, yeah, this one uh, is, you know, they they get stronger with each album. So this most recent album is, is their strongest material yet, I would say. So here we go off of 2019's Planetary Clairvoyance. This is Tomb Mold with Infinite Resurrection. We go. That is tomb mold from Toronto, Canada, with infinite resurrection. Uh, we're going to the USA here, out of uh, the great state of New York, and this is a thrash band. Although it's kind of somewhat death thrash, honestly, um, that existed in '86, and that's about it. <laughs> um, they very short-lived. The band is Exorcist, and. I This one slipped through the cracks for me. I had never heard of them before. It was only recently I was looking through a list of... It was like top 15 uh, thrash albums that don't get enough attention or something like that. It was like the most underrated, uh, kind of underground thrash albums that should be talked about more. <clears throat> and there was this album. They only released one record in 1986 called Nightmare Theater. And that was released through Cobra Records. And... Um, I, the members didn't even really go on to like other bigger and better bands and stuff like that. It was just kind of this flash in the pan thing and um, but it's kind of very much like in the vein of you know their fellow uh, northeasterners there in demolition hammer where it's just very aggressive and um, harsh vocals and just kind of a little more brutal than your typical thrash metal that was uh, that was coming out at the time. And it's got a really creepy album cover as well. Um, I think the production's overall pretty good for what it is. And it is a really cool record. Um, And it's one that I just kind of was surprised. I guess hence why it ended up on that list. But it's one that I had never heard of um, in my youth when I was diving into anything and everything thrash Um, when I was in high school. uh, I had never even heard of this band. But but yeah, that list, I can't remember where I saw it, but it prompted me to kind of check it out. And I'm glad I did. It's a cool record, so I want to share. I want to share my findings. So here we go off of the only album of theirs from 1986, Nightmare Theatre. This is Exorcist with Burnt Offerings. There we go. That was Exorcist from New York with Burnt Offerings off of their only album, Nightmare Theater. Uh, Alright, we're going to Italy. To Sicily, more specifically. This is a three-piece. I don't know if they've always been a three-piece, but they are currently. Uh, It's been going since 07, and it's kind of that um, Black and Thrash kind of vibe going on here. It is Bunker 66, and I know I've played them... Um, Before, maybe once, maybe twice, I don't remember, but I know I've played them at least once on a a much earlier episode of the podcast. But they're a great band. Like of all those that are kind of in that style that have uh, emerged, you know, over the years, that style's really kind of uh, got a lot of traction and a lot of uh, cool bands have sprung up. um, Kind of in that speed metal, but with harsher vocals and, you know, kind of has a classic vibe, but kind of something different all at the same time. But um, but they're one of the good ones, for sure. They've got four albums. Um, I'm going to play something off of a split that I actually did not even know came out. Um, <clears throat> they did a split with... Oh, who was it with? Shit, I didn't write it down. I don't remember who it's a split with, but the split is called Of Night and Lust. And um, both sides of it are quite good. And um, I'm just happy to hear something new from Bunker 66. But um, But yeah... They got four records, and don't know if they're working on another new full-length or not, or if they're content with just doing splits and EPs and stuff for a bit, but um, this came out through Dying Victims Productions. And like I said, it's you know short and sweet, but the songs on there on both sides are, uh, are pretty strong. And uh, this one stood out as a favorite for me from the Bunker 66 side. So here we go, off of the Of Night and Lust split album. This is Bunker 66 with Sulphurous Lust. We'll bunker 66 from Italy with sulfurous lust off of their new split album I say new it came out in October of last year so that is not new (laughs) at all at this point Um, all right we're going back to Norway here technically he is Norwegian but he lives in Portugal with his wife and I believe his bandmate is French so some of this was written and recorded in France so it's kind of all over the place um, but it's a two-piece band, been going since 2020, and it's, I believe, just pronounced Ruim, R-U-I-M. But I think a Family Guy every single time, because uh, I remember them making fun of Stewie for the way he said that something was ruined, and he'd say, it's Ruined, the whole evening is Ruined, and they kept getting on his case for how he was pronouncing it. So in my head, every time I look at it, I think of Ruim, but it's, I don't think it is, <laughs> I think it's Ruim. But it is the project of uh, Blasphemer, old Rune Erickson, uh, formerly from Mayhem. And, you know, he's been doing several things that um, that Ultimas band with um, David Vincent and Flo from Cryptopsy. And he's, you know, obviously still in Aura Noir. And a few other things that he's been doing, but um, this one seems to be a real kind of pet project of his that he's been really focused on you know crafting the best possible album he can craft. and it's fantastic. It just came out on May 26th. It's called Black Royal Spiritism and that came out through peaceful records so it's brand spanking new um, but it's really good and it's definitely like you can listen to this and say, oh this is probably what mayhem would be sounding like right now if he was still in the band. Um, It's not as completely off-the-wall strange uh, as Ordo Ad Cow was um, with Mayhem, but um, it's kind of Yeah, it's just it's his riffing style. I mean, there's no real way to describe it He has his own style, and it's very unique, and it's really dark, and it's so tight and well executed Uh, he's doing guitar bass and vocals <clears throat> on this record, and I've never heard him do vocals before. His vocals are not my favorite, but when I first heard it, I thought they were a little off-putting, and the more I listened to the album, uh, I've, I've gotten used to them now, and I think they're perfectly fine. But um, they even do a Mayhem cover on this album of uh, Fall of Seraph's and that sounds great as well but um yeah if you're sleeping on this album haven't given it a spin yet or haven't even heard of it uh it is well worth your time it's a it's a journey for sure um but the riffing is just so good it's so great to hear that style of his again that you hear on like wolf's Lair abyss and and grand declaration of war and and it's, uh, it's back with a vengeance on this one. And it's got a cool logo and a cool album cover as well. So it's got that going for it. <laughs> so I'm going to play uh, the title track off of it. The album actually has kind of a subtitle as well. But it's something in another language. And I don't know well, what it is exactly. So I'm just sticking with the uh, the English part of it. But yeah, I'm going to play the, uh, the title track off of this one. Uh, as it had some of my favorite uh, riffs from the record in it. So here we go. Off of the debut album, this is Ruim with Black Royal Spiritism. There you have it, phenomenal stuff. That is Ruim with Black Royal Spiritism. Um, It's a a fantastic record, it really is. Uh, All right, we're going to Denmark here. This is a five-piece all-female band that's been going since 2015. They are a doom band called Convent with a K. And I am not usually one to go for that kind of real fuzzy, sludgy kind of doom. Uh, This isn't like Stoner Doom or anything like that, there's a difference, but it is kind of that sludgy, there's not a lot of, like the fact that they have two guitars honestly feels a little unnecessary, (laughs) because there's not really a lot of harmonizing or lead guitar stuff going on, Um, but it's just pretty straightforward, Uh, I I like this chick's vocals. Um, their two albums sound exactly the same. So they did a debut in 2020, and then the second album came out in 2022, I believe. Um, and I love both of them. And there's been no real growth or development of their sound from one album to the next. It just sounds like a continuation, like a part two of the debut, and I'm totally fine with it. Um, a lot of bands in this style, they tend to make songs that are too long. They kind of drone on a little bit, um... But this band, like Convent, they do a pretty good job of keeping these songs at a reasonable length. Everything's kind of between four and six minutes, I would say. You know, they don't go beyond that. So most of these songs are just, you know, five-minute tunes, and then they just move on to the next one. But um, the records overall are fairly short. But they kind of have their own, like, ideas of, uh, like, their, their art style for their front covers and stuff. Both look very, you know similar, like, continuations of one another. Kind of like Mork. Mork has a very similar, you know, artwork on every album. Um, but, yeah, they just kind of have a... a they seem to have a real focused approach, uh, both visually and musically, and I dig it. I really enjoy it. So, I've played something off of the second album um, on earlier episodes at least once, but I'm going to play something off the debut this time. I don't think I've played anything off of this one, so... Debut came out in 2020 called Puritan Masochism, and that came out through Napalm Records, um, and I think they're still signed to Napalm Records. So here we go off of Puritan Masochism. This is Convent from Denmark with World of Gone. <laughs> There we go. From Denmark, that is Convent with World of Gone off of their debut. Um, Yeah, I can imagine that that's a pretty heavy live show, a very thick and heavy live show. Uh, All right, we're going to um, the Netherlands here for this next one. It's a two-piece that's been going since 2022, and um, I kind of listened to them by accident because they had a band name... Like, for those of you who don't know, like on my personal Facebook page, every Friday, I kind of, throughout the week, I compile a list of stuff that's coming out on Friday. And then when Friday actually comes, I make a post, a list of like, hey, here's all the new stuff that's coming out today. And I do that because I used to find myself uh, missing out on stuff, like something would come out. And I had no idea it even came out and then like two months later somebody will tell me like, oh yeah, that new whatever album is so good. And I'm like, I didn't even know they had one, you know, so uh, I didn't want to do that anymore (laughs) and figured I would do my part for the metal community on my friends list there. And I would just post a nice little concise list so on Fridays people can see like all this stuff that's come out so they don't miss out. But anyways whenever I was checking the upcoming albums, uh, I think it was on Metal Archives, and I saw this band name and I thought they were somebody else like I'm like I think I've heard of them I'm not sure so I clicked it and uh, I still wasn't sure so I listened to it and I was like no I don't think this is the same band I was thinking of but uh, I was listening to it and I was like this is pretty cool though like it's just primitive black metal but um it, it, it was pretty good so um, since they're kind of a newer band, a smaller band, releasing things independently, um, I figured I would, uh, I would play something here. So that way, if you guys hear it and like it, you can, you know, go support them and, and uh, purchase their music from their band camp and stuff like that. So the band is called Graf, and that is um, Dutch for grave. And, yeah, like I said, it's a two-piece, really new band, and they just put out their debut called Rite of Nocturnal Passage on May 18th, so it's still pretty fresh, and they released it independently, so it's out there. I think it's on YouTube as well, but um, but it's out there, you know, to listen to, so if you dig it, then, uh, then buy the album, you know, so. Um, I don't even necessarily have a favorite. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, just primitive black metal. It's good for what it is. It didn't stand out. There isn't a specific track that stood out to me over another, or anything like that. Um, But this is a solid track right here. So off of the debut album, Rite of Nocturnal Passage, this is Graf with Offerande, which means uh, offering, I believe. That is Graf from the Netherlands with Offerande. And again, they released uh, this album independently, so if you enjoyed that, go check out their uh, their site, their band camp, and support. Uh, Alright, we're going back to Norway here out of Oslo. This is a three-piece. They're down to a three-piece now. I don't think they were always a three-piece, but uh, they've been going since 2012. And that is Black Viper, and I first heard them on uh, Radio Fenris back in the day. And it was on, oh, their demo from 2016 he had played something off of, and uh, just very classic 80s soaring vocals, kind of speed metal stuff, and not super cheesy, but, um, you know, the vocals definitely kind of have that 80s vibe. Um, But they're really talented, and then they released their debut album in 2018, and that is a freaking great album and um, I go back and listen to that one frequently but they haven't done anything since 2018 and I've checked back every once in a while and still nothing and still nothing and then I was very pleasantly surprised to see uh, whenever I was kind of compiling things for my list of new music that was coming out uh, I saw that they were releasing an EP and um, I was hoping for a full length because it's been five years but I'll take an EP so yeah, this new EP is called Volcanic Lightning, and that just came out on May 26th through Edged Circle Productions, and it's good. I don't know if it's quite up to par with the last full length, which is a bit of a disappointment, because anytime that you take a long hiatus between releases, uh, as a fan, I think this next release better be a freaking masterpiece if you're taking this long, like King Diamond... I swear to God, man, like, as long as it has taken for him to release an album, which he still apparently is not that close <laughs> to releasing, um, this thing better be fucking amazing if you're gonna make everybody wait for 16 years or whatever to release it. But yeah, that's kind of where this falls, is that, you know, it took five years, I was expecting just absolute perfection, and it's good, but I don't know if it's quite up to the standard of, uh, the last full length, but I, I do... Still there's still a lot to enjoy about this EP, so I'm gonna play the title track here. So here we go after a five year hiatus off of their new EP, this is Black Viper with Volcanic Lightning. We go from Oslo, Norway that was Black Viper with Volcanic Lightning. Again, nothing bad about it at all. I'm just saying I really really enjoyed that full length from 2018 and uh, it's it's a tough act to follow. Um all right, we're going to Iceland here. This is a now defunct three-piece band that existed from 02 up until 2022. I actually did not realize that they had called it Quits until I was kind of making my notes. Um, for this episode, but that is Svarte Daudi. And they, of course, are kind of rooted in black metal, but very experimental. Um, I don't think it's that experimental, where it's just too weird to enjoy or anything like that. I can still uh, get some enjoyment out of their records. Uh, They only put out two, so it was one in 2012 and one in 2018, and then that was it. So I'm going to play something off of the second album called Revelations of the Red Sword, And that came out in 2018 through Van Records, and um, that's a great label. I love that label. Um, But yeah, this one really didn't deviate too drastically from the debut. It just kind of got uh, maybe a little more ambitious uh, with the experimentation, but uh, never really got out of control or anything like that. There's still a lot of really cool, you know, more traditional elements and stuff going on in there. So there's kind of something for everybody, I think, on their albums, but... um, but yeah, it's a shame that they've called it quits, but I'm sure they had their reasons. They had a good 20-year run. Uh, it's a shame they couldn't get more than, than two albums out, though. But um, but, anyways, here we go. Off of the second album, Revelations of the Red Sword. This is Daudi with Soul Ascending. All right, that is Svartidauti from Iceland with Soul Ascending. Um that's a really cool record. The production's really really full and powerful as you heard. Um All right. We're going to Finland. This band has been going since 2000 and they are a very kind of melodic um doom band and that is Swallow the Sun and um I had first heard Swallow the Sun I played um, sometimes bass, sometimes drums. It was just kind of wherever I was needed, but um, in a rock band. Well, not a metal band, but a rock band that had a female singer and uh, just very kind of guitar-driven. And um, <clears throat> it was called Kitty Violet at first, you know, just a really, really feminine kind of vibe. And then uh, the name was changed to Silver Loves Mercury. But we um, we were playing an out-of-town show and usually it was kind of like the guitar player and the singer might take turns driving us down to like San Antonio or something but we were always too cheap we never stayed like in a motel or anything and drove back the next day we always just drove back right after the show. So those were long drives you know you play a whole set and then uh, have to drive home and it would be me um, and the drummer at the time because I was playing bass at this point and the drummer, this guy Steven, uh, he was kind of a metal guy as well uh, so we were just two metal dudes in this in this rock band, you know. But um, but yeah, we would kind of take turns driving back, and that you know, basically to keep each other awake, and because uh, we would be getting back. By the time we got back to our rehearsal place and unloaded all of our gear, and we were going home, it would be the sun would be out, you know, coming out, and you'd go home and go to sleep at like seven a.m., <laughs> you know. But uh, those were tough times. But um, but yeah, on one of those long drives back from San Antonio or Houston, I can't even remember, but um, you know, he, he put on some music of his choosing, because sometimes I would control it, sometimes he would control it, so he put on Swallow the Sun, and I had never heard them before, and he said, in my opinion, they're better than, than My Dying Bride, you know, and to this day, I don't think that at all, I love My Dying Bride, uh, better than this, but, uh, Swallow the Sun is a very solid, um, doom band, and, um, their first few records are definitely more aggressive and uh, the album Hope from 2007 was kinda of my first introduction and uh, And then they came out with um, this album um, called New Moon that came out in November of 2009 that was album number four out of eight I believe they're up to now uh, but they released that through Spinefarm and New Moon excellent cover art and stuff like that and uh, they were still kind of uh, fresh on my brain um, having first heard them that was probably around i don't know 2008 (laughs) something like that so um so yeah you know they they were new to me so whenever this album came out i was really looking forward to it and it's a lot less aggressive it's still heavy um but there's a lot more clean singing than growling on this album and there's just a lot more really melodic elements um and at the time i was disappointed but uh, you know after some years of of separation there you can go back and listen to this album and hear that it's just a a really great record it just wasn't what I was expecting or or looking forward to at the time but this is a really good album. Uh, So I'm gonna play um, one that kinda has some of the heavier touches uh, to it and a damn good song title so here we go off of 2009's New Moon this is Swallow the Sun with These Woods Breathe Evil we go that is swallow the sun from finland with these woods breathe evil yeah that's a great record it took me some years to kind of fully appreciate it but it is a really good one Uh, i actually opened for them once uh with the old band obsidian throne we uh were able to participate on uh a show in fort worth at ridgely theater and that was with um Swallow the Sun and FinTroll, and I'm sure there was somebody else on there too but I don't remember but um, yeah they put on a good show I think it was one of the last dates of that tour as well so they were kind of having fun up there oh I think it was Moonsorrow yeah it was like an all finish yeah god what a show um, Sorrow was great that night too I don't know how I forgot to mention them but yeah it was Moonsorrow and Swallow the Sun and Fin-troll, Um and then Us which was funny <laughs> but we played well uh, anyways, let's go to Germany here for this next one. This band existed from um, 04 to 06 Is that right? No, that can't be right. I wrote down the wrong dates, I think. But anyways, they existed. That's probably supposed to be 94, honestly. I don't even know. But um, till 06 and then they uh, regrouped in 2011 and uh, stopped in 2012 after releasing one more album. But that's Lunar Aurora. I need to double check those dates. I must have wrote down the wrong ones. but um, but yeah, they had a you know a lengthier spell uh, initially releasing several albums and then uh, like I said, they regrouped and released one more. They had been using drum machines um, for several records and then on that very last one, the ninth album, uh, they used real drums for a change, which was interesting. Still sounded like them, of course, but uh, it, you get kind of used to that uh, that kind of artificial drum sound with them. And uh, to not hear it was just kind of (laughs) weird. But I first heard them from my friend Dave. Uh, He let me hear this particular album, which still remains my favorite of theirs. It's called Undocked, and that came out in 2007 through Cold Dimensions Records. And um, it's number eight out of nine, because that last one came out in 2012. But um, it was really good. I mean, creepy album art, um, really harsh production, but I don't mean that in a, like you can't understand what's happening type way I just mean that it's a very abrasive um... intense, you know, production and I've played something off of this album uh, before maybe maybe a couple times off of this album. I know I haven't played this track though but the whole album is great and um... it's one that I... one of those ones that, you know, we all kind of have those handful of albums that somebody showed you that you're just like, wow, you know, you're, you're really thankful that, uh, that they showed it to you because otherwise, who knows, you may not have ever heard it before, you know. But um, but yeah, great record, you know. Part of me wishes they were still around making records, but they really left a, a pretty good catalog behind them, so I think we should just uh, take what we can get. So here we go, off of 2007's Undocked. This is Lunar Aurora with Das Ende. We go. From Germany. That is Lunar Aurora with Das Ende off of Andacht. Um, Alright, we're going back to Bergen, Norway, which is kind of where we started the episode. This band's been going since 94, and man, they are one of my favorites ever. Um, it's Borknagar. And I'm going to play something off of their debut. They've got 11 albums now. Uh, the debut came out in uh, August of 96. It was self-titled. And it came out through Malicious Records, um, kind of a super band at the time. You know, it had Infernus from Gorgoroth in there, and it had, uh, uh, what's his name, Grimm on drums, who was in uh, Immortal for a stretch there, and uh, also in Gorgoroth later on, and then had uh, Ivar from Enslaved doing keyboards on this record, I believe. And, Garm from Ulver on vocals. So yeah, kind of a super group of sorts. And um, I really, really enjoy this debut. It's still kind of rough and raw. Um, I mean, I I loved... I I mean, I like all the albums, really. What what am I saying here, you know? There really has not been a misstep, uh, in my opinion. There's just some that you like a little better than others. But Garm, I've never been a big fan of his... Um, clean vocals, and uh, I'm in the minority there, I'm very sure of that, but uh, there's just something about the tone of his voice I've never really loved, but uh, his harsh vocals were uh, probably the best out of any of the Borknagar singers, I would say, but but this debut was a really, you know, strong statement, and then they very quickly, uh, from the second album onward, started kind of branching out and expanding on that sound more and more, but... um, I know I've played the song Dowden off of this album uh, on a way earlier episode. I'm going to play something a little different here, a little more variety going on in this song. Um, but I thought about including this on the next episode, and you'll, you know, once you figure out the theme for the next episode, you'll kind of understand why. But I already had this one slated for, for episode 144, so I was like, eh, I'll just leave it off of 145. So here we go, off of the self-titled debut from 1996, this is Borknagar with... Winter Vreditz Sjelesang which is kind of a t- weird translation cause like Winter Vreditz is like Winter's Wrath but uh, the next one is kind of confusing but I think it's basically trying to say the legend of Winter's Wrath or something along those lines From Bergen, that was Borknagar, with Wintervreditz's Sjelesang. Um, there's already such maturity that you can hear on that debut. Like, there's, it's because of the, uh, the sum of those individual parts, you know, those guys have already had uh, experience releasing records and stuff with their own bands and then coming together uh, for Borknagar, and, and you can definitely kind of hear that maturity in the playing and the songwriting. Um, And I just love anything that uh, Eric, or Grimm, or whatever he went by at the time, uh, anything that he drums on. um, He's kind of in that uh, pantheon of drummers for me, of ones that I uh, really loved in my youth. Um, Especially on Gorgoroth's uh, Under the Sign of Hell. Excellent record, excellent drumming. Um, All right, we're going to the Netherlands here. I almost lost my place for a second there. (laughs) This was a two-piece band um, that existed from 86 until 90 and they put out a couple of demos in 87 and 88 Uh, they put out one album in 1989 and uh, and then that was it for them and it's called Sempiternal Death Rain and I had never heard of them and it was something that uh, I saw was shared on like a late 80s early 90s old school death metal like Facebook page type thing and i had never heard of them never heard of this album and it's really primitive like when you when you listen to it uh it wasn't quite what i was expecting but it's kind of doomy kind of gloomy but it's you know still kind of thick it's very um unpolished production like it's not um you know unlistenable or something like that but it definitely definitely has a very dated um production to it i will say that but it uh, just kind of sounds like they recorded it in a, in a bedroom somewhere. But uh, And maybe they did. Who knows? <laughs> but this album that they released was called The Spooky Gloom, which is kind of a funny title. But it works. And uh, that came out in July of 89 through Foundation 2000 Records, which I've never heard of at all. Um, but yeah, this kind of falls into that same category as like Exorcist, who I played earlier, where it's like... It's just kind of, it was kind of something that was um, basically described as like, here's something that a lot of people might not know about, but they should, you know, and I can kind of hear it with Exorcist that, you know, okay, yeah, I can can definitely understand that more people probably should have uh, heard of this record because it's a good record. This one, eh... I don't know. I feel like a lot of people haven't heard of this and there's kind of a reason. It's not bad, but it's not great and it's not groundbreaking or anything like that. But this did come out in 89. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff like this in 89 at the time. So I guess I can understand it just because of when it was released, you know, why people would think that maybe this should have been noticed a little more um, because it was a little more unique for the time, I guess. But, anywho, here we go. I'm going to share it with you now. Off of their one and only album, The Spooky Gloom, this is Sempiternal Death Rain with Resurrection Cemetery.
1: And in the second line Resurrection Cemetery Resurrection Cemetery For Christ and Christ They The Cemetery
2: But I'm safe, while we're gone, that's is a Resurrection Rider one second
1: life. Resurrection X resurrection. One second life. As you reach the
0: the Netherlands that is Sempaternal Death Reign with Resurrection Cemetery certainly not bad not bad but uh, I don't feel like I was missing anything by not hearing that record (laughs) but um, it is always kind of refreshing to hear you know some really uh, stripped down you know production on some of these records Because I'm going to finish with one that is very pristine here. This is the final song of the episode. I, of course, want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. You know, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And, of course, um, the entire catalog of episodes is on Spotify as well, so you can find it and follow it there. Uh, any sort of feedback or requests or anything like that anything you want to tell me you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com and uh, of course please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of like news or updates or um, poll questions for you guys the audience like anything that I want to get out to you guys I'm going to be posting on the Facebook so please find and uh, like the page there so you don't miss out And as I said, uh, next episode, 145, is going to be a themed episode. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Got all my bands and songs picked and ready. Got the order worked out, I think. I might shuffle it around a tiny bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm ready, and I think you guys are going to dig it. So stay tuned for that in a couple weeks. Um, Which, what day is it today? I guess a couple weeks. That'll be Father's Day. Yeah, I'll do a little, little Father's Day podcast. Um... All right, let's get down to business here. We're going back to Finland. This is another melodic doom band. That's a five-piece. That's uh, pretty new. They really came together in 2022, but it all consists of members of other bands. So they've kind of come together, but they're uh, you know they they've been around the block a few times when it comes to uh, releasing albums and stuff. So there's a, I think at least one couple members I think uh, from Shape of Despair, who I love, and. Um, The band is called The Abbey, and as I said, very new, and this is just something that I came across. Um, Somebody promoting the album somewhere, sharing it somewhere, and seeing the cover art and thinking that's pretty cool, and seeing the logo and thinking that's pretty cool, and listen to the record, and it's pretty good. It's not totally just sweep me off my feet blow me away type stuff but it's a really solid record and uh the performances are really good the production's really good um so it's the you know the female singer from shape of despair so she's you know featured heavily in this band but um the song in particular i'm gonna play is actually the first one i ever heard uh, of of them whenever somebody was uh, was sharing it on facebook and kind of promoting this record this was the the song that they shared And after hearing the whole album, it still remains uh, my favorite one because it kind of has this hypnotic quality to it. Um, You know, it it utilizes atmosphere and repetition really well. It's not super long, so don't get scared here. I know I've done that to you several times uh, with my last song of the episodes. But um, no, this one's just right as far as I'm, I'm concerned here. So the album... Is called "Word of Sin" and that came out in February of this year through Season of Mist Records. That is their debut release because they're such a new band, but um, but yeah, it's it's a solid record and I just really really dig this tune. So I figured this would be a good way uh, to end it here with this nice, pretty, melodic, hypnotic song. So see you guys in two weeks with episode 145. Until then, take care from Finland. This is The Abbey with Starless. Cheers.